the gun. I've been arguing with this printer all morning and I don't understand what's going on with it. Printers are the dumbest thing. Like in a world where so much technology is amazing and works great, why do printers still suck after all this time? <laughs> like it says to connect it to the computer. So I connect it, right? Are you with me? You're following with, it, right? With me. Makes sense. And it says it's connecting and it's processing the installation. And then it comes back saying that it's not connected. <laughs> so I restarted the computer. I restarted the printer. I unplugged it. I put it in a different USB port. Yeah. And still I'm sitting here with no progress. <laughs> feverishly clicking buttons while we're doing this to get this stupid plug and play piece of shit going. <laughs> like, I don't understand how something's so easy. Like, I get I'm I not tech savvy at all, but it's literally, it has two plugs, a power plug and a USB to the computer. So I feel like even I can't screw this up. And yet, and yet, it's not reading it. You know what? I'm actually not going to put this one on you because I, I do consider myself to be somewhat tech savvy and printers just get my goat every single time. It's always something. It never just turns on and works. Anyway. Well, I could give there were like multiple cords or other thing like that one, but it's like it gave me two. The only way I could feasibly screw this up is if I plug the USB cord in the power outlet <laughs> and the power plug into the computer. Yeah, that's the thing. You're not even trying to print wirelessly or anything fancy like that. It's literally just it's two cords. It's, it's a $50 printer. How can I screw it up? <laughs> All right. Well, you said we have a half hour and I feel like we've already 10. We've already spent 10 minutes of that talking about printers. So we should probably talk some football. <laughs> two best um friends. I will drive down there to beat you. We were very cool in high school. Who think they know football? I just went on a really long tangent there about Brett Favre. I have to pay more attention to the Lions this year. Bring you unprecedented access to the NFL world. OurLions.com, Pro Fantasy Football, Pro Football Reference, ESPN. Because here, it's real football by real fans. We are diehard football fans that just want to talk football. The 2M Football Show starts now. Yeah, this is a great opening. Hi, everybody. 2M Football Show. Pissy Matt, Mad Matt, whatever you want to call me here, as always. And Mike here as well. Um, I'm not even mad about the Super Bowl. This is stupid. All right, let's go. Let's get on with it. Recap time. Yeah, I know. End of the year, end of the season recap. Like, end of the season, a multiple-way recap. Yeah, right. It's a, at this point, comically late Super Bowl recap. <laughs> and then, yeah, we will uh, put a bow on the 2021-22 season as the offseason is officially here. Uh, how Almost. are we feeling? <laughs> how are you um, feeling over there, Matt? Yeah. I don't know. It was, it was, I feel like it was a good year. It was an interesting year with the extra game. The less, I like the fact there was only three preseason games. That's always exciting. Yeah. Um, it's still dry. I think, yes. <laughs> I think, I think as we hang our hats on the end of the season and the end of the year, I feel like there's more questions than answers. Of course, we know who won the Super Bowl and all that stuff that got answered, but the questions right. remain of what happens now with some of these teams, with some of the drama that's occurred with some of the players. Uh huh. Um, right. We saw own, two of the Green Bay Packers all the yeah. way out to Seattle and Russell. And lately, there's been some 
fever news with Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. So I don't know. Yeah. We saw along with that two more of the old guard of quarterbacks that we grew up with retire already with uh, Roethlisberger and Brady, though he's already saying you never know. You never say never to a possible comeback, but I kind of don't see it. But either way, you know, Aaron Rodgers is like the last one left of the quarterbacks that we kind of grew up with in the NFL. Yeah. And then the new, new wave, new generation of QBs is upon us. (laughs) And yeah, a lot of teams have a lot of questions and and we will discuss those questions and possible answers at a future date on today's show. We're still going to recap the Super Bowl, even though it was like 13 days ago now, or no, that's not right. 11 days. Stop doing that. Nine, nine days. I don't know. Yeah. Nine days ago. Still. Stop. <laughs> it's too early for that. Even though this is a rare daytime recording and I feel much better than usual. <laughs> I'm angry as always. So nothing's changed on this end. <laughs> so yeah, well, we will recap the big game and, and all the key moments and highlights. Uh, we will talk some news that we haven't gotten to in the last several weeks. I think all the NFL head coaching vacancies are filled at this point. So we'll talk about the final few pieces falling into place of that puzzle. Um, also, right before the Super Bowl was the annual NFL awards uh, show ceremony where they handed out uh, MVP, you know, player, offensive player of the year, all that good stuff. So we'll, we'll uh, touch on Is that what they do. Who took those awards home? That is what they do. I've never actually watched it, but I do understand that it is televised like the uh, like the Grammys or whatever. Oh, how exciting. Never watched it. <laughs> and uh, we'll see how much time we have if we want to get into the fantasy corner or not. I just honestly, I just missed that theme song. I haven't heard it in so long that <laughs> I didn't crave it. But if, if we don't have time for that. Oh, don't I, I worry. Just... It may be better than ever next year. We'll wait and see. <laughs> oh, that's a fun, fun tease. Okay, so let's talk about Super Bowl 56. In case you forgot or didn't weren't aware, it was the Bengals playing the LA Rams in the Rams home stadium. And uh, yeah, this... no way. <laughs> Despite actually hosting a small gathering and having a few beverages, I did manage to take some notes during the game. <laughs> so uh, they're not too long, I don't think. Just like, just like a page. What? I have seven pages of notes here. Well, it depends on how big the screen is you're reading it off of, I suppose. <laughs> I'm on a computer for a laptop for once. Actually, you have to be to record Zoom unless you want to pay for an account. Ew. Which, as we've discussed, uh, the show has not made us enough money yet to do that. <laughs> yeah, so far, uh, I haven't got any callbacks from the Denver Broncos. I don't think we'll be able to buy them. Our offer of negative 200 bucks didn't... Uh... <laughs> I offered them a really crisp and sweet $20 bill, and I didn't get a phone call back. So, uh, Anyway, so yes, to the game. The Rams got the ball first on offense. It was really evenly matched. Uh, really good game. The defenses both came to play. Uh, the Trey Hendrickson of the Bengals got a huge sack, setting up a long third down, ended up forcing a punt. The Bengals um, got the ball back with good field position after that sack. And this is already I started questioning the, the coaching decisions, to be honest here. So here's the situation. It was third and one right okay. around midfield. Uh-huh. 
they bring in the backup running backs, Maje P. Ryan instead of Joe Mixon. Okay. And they try a running play on third and one and get absolutely stuffed by Aaron Donald. And even before the fourth down play happened, I was like, well, that was a terrible play call. Uh, so then okay. they decided to go for it on fourth and one with, you know, then good field position. The fourth and one play failed due to a, basically a, a, just a bad call by Burrow. He made the wrong, wrong throw and it was double covered. Uh, he tried to hit Jamar Chase on a short, uh, like a post or not post, a short pitch, but it was, it was covered and the ball was knocked away. Uh, but I have no problem. I have less of a problem with that play call than the third down play. It's like, if you're going to try to run it against this Rams D line, at least have Mixon in there <laughs> or better yet, try this play on third down, the one that failed on fourth. And then you have another chance. I would absolutely be putting the ball into either Burroughs hands on both those downs or Mixon on at least one of them. If you're going to run, I, that, and this has something very similar happened later in the game that we'll talk about. Um, any okay. thoughts from you on that before we move on? Um, no, I mean, I was, you were enjoying the first half of the game. I was oh, at right. work <laughs> listening subtly at intermittent times of trying to figure out what was going on. So I missed that play. I mean, I can kind of understand the logic to it. You know, Mixon is the predictable way of uh of going with that so maybe by changing it up to a backup you don't know what to expect out of it but i just would have faked the handoff and had burrow take it yeah yeah that's what i'm saying um but anyway we will revisit this topic later oh boy all right i'm strapped in i'm ready to go it ended up as a turnover on downs around midfield so then the rams took full advantage of their good field position and they scored the game's first points on a long touchdown pass from Matt Stafford to Odell Beckham Jr. And I just want to shout out Nick. Remember, he said he put put some money on a bet that Odell would score the first touchdown of the game. Well, good job, Nick. He, he nailed this one. You want to know what else is funny? <laughs> what? That would be the last touchdown he scored the game. Oh! Oh, come on. That's, that's mean. I feel bad for the guy. <laughs> At least yeah. he didn't get to score before. Spoiler alert. He tore his ACL later in the game. Oh, is that so- what ended up happening? I think that's what I think that was confirmed. Yeah. So yeah, the Rams took a seven, nothing lead and then forced another forced the Bengals three and out. And I also just want to say that the, the battle between Rams cornerback, Jalen Ramsey and Bengals star rookie wide receiver, Jamar chase was awesome all night. Like those two were just battling. It was it out the, the matchup we hoped for. Yeah, it was good. And, and it was fun. And they went head to head couple times on this drive too i think i think ramsey was the one who knocked it away from chase on the prior fourth down and, and they were going at it on this drive too uh, where the rams defense won the battle forced another three and out uh the bengals next drive chase got the better of the matchup this time and he got behind ramsey for a huge play a uh, huge gain burrow found him deep and it set up the bengals down to the 11 yard line of the rams uh they, they weren't able to cash in with the, the full seven points though after another uh, Ramsey play on T Higgins this time he kind of ripped the ball away from in the end zone at the last second uh, although I, I will say the throw could have been better <laughs> from Burrow again uh, right. uh, it was a little behind I think if he had hit him you know in stride maybe it could have been a touchdown but it was a little behind and Ramsey was able to get his hand in there and rip it away nice play uh, but they did get the field goal McFearless came through and the Rams lead was cut to four seven three at this point 
You want to know what's funny that you keep calling him McFearless? I said that, and somebody said who? And I said, oh, it's McPherson. <laughs> That's good. Spread the word. Let's make it a thing. <laughs> if it's make not. It a thing. All right, we're going to make it a thing. <laughs> um, so then on the, the Rams' next drive, they went all the way down the field, got some big plays to Odell again. Eventually, Cooper Cup got involved and caught the Rams' second touchdown of the night. Uh, however, drama on the extra point. What? Uh, the holder pulled a Tony Romo and <laughs> what he went of... to terrible broadcasting. <laughs> terrible broadcasting. Come on. He's a he's, he's a good broadcaster. He's not just as a broadcaster as he was a quarterback. He brought uh he, he merged the NFL and Paw Patrol worlds when he's in chases on the case. I give him all the credit for that, if nothing else. You know, only people who have kids get that reference. I hope you're proud of yourself. <laughs> Thank you. Um Anyway, he so the holder caught the snap on the, the point after, and then he kind of just fumbled. He kind of dropped it as he was trying to spin it, you know, laces out away from the kicker. And uh, they ended, they were not able to convert. Did he pull exit. a Charlie Brown and the kicker just completely whiffed on an empty <laughs> kick? And that's essentially not on purpose, but yeah, that's basically what happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i can't believe i missed it that's amazing so it was um 13 to 3 after that six point the touchdown and the bengals answered right away ultimately scoring on a trick play um touchdown pass from joe mixon to t higgins <laughs> and i just thought it was funny that this was another one of the prop bets we discussed would a non-quarterback throw a touchdown in this game we were all like no way and of course they they pulled it out of their bag of tricks <laughs> and well, scored a touchdown. Well, Technically, we altered it though. It wasn't. It wasn't just that one. We were more along the lines. Was an offensive lineman going to catch a touchdown pass? Right. Which, and we thought that was more likely, but that didn't happen. We did get a trick play, uh, running back touchdown pass. But anyway, that cut the lead. <laughs> that cut the Rams' lead down to three. It was thirteen to ten now. And yes, yeah, sadly, late in the second quarter, Odell Beckham Jr. left with a non-contact knee injury. He kind of twisted back to try to catch a, a bad throw from Stafford and you could just see it. He just crumpled down the field no contact. Like I said, he just, just twisted his knee and it was uh, clearly bad news and he left the game and wouldn't return. And uh, right towards the end of halftime, Matt Stafford threw an interception in the end zone. Uh, they tried I thought to that was going to be the turning point. Honestly, we were all waiting for it. <laughs> right. I mean, just like in the Chiefs game, right? They had the Bengals made that huge defensive stand right before halftime. And then they came out firing in the second half. And obviously, right. it was just like a turning point. But, well, I, I mean, <laughs> it, it, and it continued to look like they might have turned the corner because in the second half, we're just going to skip over the halftime show. Um, I was all the people from our childhood. Yeah. Right. I thought that was so funny. <laughs> Like, hey, I actually I know who all these people are. <laughs> all the memes old. that were circling about kids, current kids' parents, like being like, oh yeah, uh -huh. was hilarious. It is sad seeing those people starting to look old though. Yeah, but it's like they're only <laughs> in their like 50s and like late 40s. Like they're not as old as you would think. Like Snoop and Dre and Eminem uh -huh. have been like in our in our vocabulary for our entire lives and it's not that long honestly <laughs> yeah that's true um but anyway back to the game the Bengals got the ball first in the second half and on the first play 
<laughs> Burrow hit T Higgins down the sideline for a 75 yard bomb touchdown. Although on um, oh, against Jalen Ramsey, but on replay review, it was blatantly obvious that Higgins had grabbed Ramsey's face mask, turned him all the way around away from the ball and then caught the pass and, and ran by him. Um, I but, wonder if that was what caused the play that happened later that had everyone in an uproar towards the end of the game. I actually don't remember what you're referencing, so I'm excited to see when we get there. <laughs> I'm gonna oh, wait, yes. Head. Yes. More referee drama. Yes. Yeah. So with that score, the Bengals actually took the lead for the first time early in the third quarter, 17 to 13. And then on the first play of the Rams in the second half, they picked off Stafford again on the, uh, it was, this one was a combination of not a perfect throw, but it was also kind of off the hands of Ben Scrawny neck, who was name. I still cannot pronounce. I don't know. Scrawny neck. That was his name. So we're just going to keep this going. We have Nick fearless and scrawny neck. <laughs> yeah, um, right. I thought initially you were talking about Mike Glennon, but I didn't see him on the field. Oh no. He's long neck. That's it. Noodle neck. Got it. Noodle neck. Yes. Um, and yeah, I think it's notable here that that guy was only on the field because of Beckham's injury, but it went into the hands of a Bengals defender. So the two plays from scrimmage in the second half, a touchdown and then an interception, and they weren't able to take full advantage. They, they did convert one fourth down. And this time it was a Joe Burrow. It was a passing play, but Burrow scrambled and converted. Uh, however, they still ended up having to just settle for a field goal after a third down sack. Uh, but they did kick the field goal, though, and, the, and with that, they extended their lead to seven points, 20 to 13. Uh, Rams came right back down themselves on offense, and, and they went for a trick play, too. There could have been uh, – actually, I'm not sure if this was close enough to the end zone, but they tried a trick play, too, with Cooper Cup throwing a pass to Matthew Stafford, but it was over his head and, and not catchable on third yeah, down. Yeah, I'm trying to trying – to bring out the Philly special right <laughs> so they settled for a field goal to make it 2016 and this was when it seemed like the Rams pass for us really started to to get home the Bengals did a decent job defending them it seemed like in the in the first half and most of the third quarter too but they you know you could tell that offensive linemen started to get tired Aaron Donald only getting stronger and yeah, getting angrier really is what yeah, right and angrier and and the next few Bengals possessions seem to be derailed by by sacks putting them uh, way behind the chains in bad situations and so now coming into the fourth quarter it did seem like the Rams offense obviously suffered from not having Odell there they uh, couldn't make plays outside the numbers um. I think, isn't this too right before? Because I know it was really close together between the time Stafford went down awkwardly and then Burrow, as you noted, would later go down awkwardly too. But I can't yeah. remember if that was in the beginning of the third or mid-third. Or, But, um, yeah, with Odell out, Stafford wasn't exactly 100%. Mm-hmm. But that offense wasn't exactly looking stellar for a little bit there. Right, yeah. And but neither offense was really for a, a stretch of the game there with both defenses kind of taking over for a bit. Uh, but yeah, there was a scary moment for the Bengals when Joe Burrow got sacked awkwardly. His leg was kind of planted and his knee bent the wrong way a little bit as he got pushed backwards. Um, this was the seventh sack of the game for the Rams, tying a Super Bowl record. 
Um, but just it, to Burrow, he was clearly in a lot of pain, needed help to get to the sideline, and it, it was scary. I, of course, coming off of an ACL tear last year, uh, there was a lot of concern. And he, he did come back into the game. Uh, later, I think afterwards it was diagnosed as an MCL sprain, but I think you could see he wasn't like he's not a mobile guy to begin with exactly. He's more of a pocket passer, uh, but it was it was limited. <laughs> Even you could see after this, after this injury, although he did come out there and did play through the rest of the game, so got to give him a ton of credit for that. Well, he wasn't going to let Stafford get the best of him that way. You can Stafford's <laughs> one of the toughest quarterbacks in the NFL. Right. Yeah. So let's see with five minutes left in the game, the Bengals still had a 20 to 16 lead and the Rams went, made a very aggressive call to go for it on fourth and one from their own 30 yard line. Uh, they, they called an end around run to Cooper cup. That was successful, but man, what a gutsy call. Can you imagine you're down. Well, that's, that comes down to one of those calls. Like if they do it every single game, whether it's a Super Bowl or week two, uh-huh. when it works, you look like a genius. Right. When it fails, you look like an idiot. <laughs> you know, yeah. so like everything is always in hindsight, right? So we look at this now and the fact that it was successful, we're like, oh my God, Sean McVay's a genius. If it right. didn't work, we would have pointed to this being the point that the Rams cost themselves a Super Bowl. McVay's an idiot and should be fired. <laughs> exactly, yeah, because if this hadn't worked, the Bengals would have been set up already in field goal range and with great in great position to try to get a touchdown. Well, I mean, that they would have been would've... within field goal range, but Burrow would have taken probably three sacks in a row and knocked him out of field goal range. Hey, so let's not hey, get too excited here. When your kicker's McFearless, you're always in field goal range. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, listen here, Justin Tucker. All right. So, but anyway, the, they did convert the fourth down and uh, with a run to Cooper cup and, and speaking of cup, he and Stafford did really start clicking on this drive. It seemed like every pass went to him over the middle. It just it has been the case all season and, and the defense just couldn't handle it. So with two minutes left in the game, the Rams were still driving down to the Bengals eight yard line down four points. And uh, this is where it started to get a little, little controversial. <laughs> first, uh, first down Stafford overthrew. Van Jefferson, who was actually open in the end zone, but if it went over his head, fell incomplete. Uh, second down incomplete as well. Here's the drama. Third and goal. Uh, he was trying to hit, I forget if it was Cup or Jefferson over the middle, uh, but the ball was knocked away by the linebacker who was in coverage. And the referee throws a flag for defensive holding, giving the Rams a fresh set of downs at the Bengals four. And this is where, yes, I see where you were going with your comment earlier, the no call on the Ramsey face mask. I don't know if that impacted this at all because there really had been very few flags thrown all game. And I don't know if there had been any for pass interference or holding on defense. And uh, on the replay review, like, you know, even the commentary had to admit there, there was no foul there. The contact was timed well. There was no tug. There was no holding. Uh, it was just a good play by the linebacker. But it, it if, and if they hadn't thrown the flag, then it's fourth and goal from the eight. Instead, it was first and goal again from the four. And, but this was, it's just, this was the beginning of it. Right. <laughs> this is, I think, where it truly like that was one thing. Okay. Bad calls, they happen. <laughs> it's the next series. 
of like I don't know what two or three flags that got thrown two, out. Yeah, like last, two more like, flags in the next half. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there were I think two more defensive penalties called in the next three plays. They just kept giving the Rams chances over and over again until they, of course, finally did score on a, a touchdown pass fade route to Cooper Cup that gave them the lead. And I have, you know, more thoughts on this a little later. I do believe the Rams des- deserve to win this game, but it, it this just felt gross to me. <laughs> this felt like it was rigged. <laughs> I hate to use that word, but they just kept throwing flags and giving them chances. And it, so when they finally scored, it felt kind of cheap. To me, anyway. <laughs> I mean, it just, it definitely ended like, like it's not the way it should end. Right. Like and there was, was no, to me, there was no satisfaction of watching the end of this going. That was a hell of a game. Yeah. It was up until that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. kind of cheap. Well, so the Bengals still had a chance with a minute and 25 seconds left. Now down three, 23 to 20. Uh, they took over, still had two timeouts starting from their own 25 yard line. <clears throat> they moved the ball up the field a little bit. Um, and then here we go. They found themselves on a third and one again, obviously in four down territory. They weren't in field. Oh, I see yet. what's going to happen here. <laughs> the backup running back, Samaje Pirine, comes out again for a third and one play. Did he get it? He got it. Well, he got the ball. <laughs> they they oh. handed it off again. And again, the, the play gets completely blown up. Just absolutely stuffed, made no progress. And I think... I think it was the same play that they did earlier in the game. It was like a shotgun handoff, you know, right. kind of to the right side of the line and just went absolutely nowhere. And and this is especially egregious in this situation where you've got a running clock situation. That should 100% of the time be a pass. Um, but anyway, it, they ran it, got stuffed, forced to go for it on fourth down. And Burrow had absolutely no chance here because Aaron Donald got through the line <laughs> almost immediately. And Burrow did an amazing job just kind of spinning around long enough to throw the ball out there <laughs> and get it sort of near someone. Uh, but it fell to the ground incomplete, and, and that essentially ended the game. And so that's two third-and-one runs, third-and-one situations where they were going to go for it on fourth, that they essentially wasted third down on a running play and then basically only gave themselves one chance to pick up the yard. I just, what the hell, Zach Taylor? You know better than that. I just hate that so much. <laughs> that uh, Yeah. I knew it was a huge mistake as soon as they did it. Uh, so the Rams win 23-20. to 20. Cooper Cup won the MVP, which is awesome. Uh, I, yes. I always love when a non-quarterback gets in. And he, it was to, it totally deserved on his part. Eight catches, 92 yards, the two touchdowns, including the game winner. And uh, what, a, what a cap. What a way to end his season where he won the triple crown at the wide receiver. And MVP. Person, and MVP, Super Bowl MVP. And I think we'll get to in a second, Offensive Player of the Year or something. Uh, so, wow. Just what awesome. I thought was really cool was, you know, instead of dragging it out when the Rams took the first knee, like Zach Taylor didn't use the rest of his timeouts. He just let them have it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like someone who was really upset by the decisions would have burned his timeouts and made them take three knees just to be petty. <laughs> You're right. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I probably would have. <laughs> and then have someone like Adamic and Sue still try to blast through the line and tackle the quarterback, even though he's kneeling down. <laughs> oh, Adamic and Sue. 
how we'll miss your hand stomping days. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that was it. 23 to 20 final. The Rams win the Super Bowl. They're all or nothing season <laughs> pays off. Uh, apparently it was the most watched Super Bowl of the past five years. And like I said, the Rams deserve to win. I think they did play. They were the better team. It's just unfortunate that it happened the way it did with the penalties that that set up that touchdown to, to go ahead. But they did play great defense all throughout. Aaron Donald and the D-line, they lived up to expectations. Uh, like I, I think I mentioned, their seven sacks was a Super Bowl, tied a Super Bowl record. And if you look at how the Bengals scored in the second half, it was kind of fluky. Seven of their points came on that 75-yard touchdown where they 100% should have called a face mask on him. And then the other three were set up by Stafford's interception that had put them already in field goal range. So the, the Rams defense did an amazing job. Uh, well, and, and you figure that one, but at the same time, it's like Burrow does not have the protection needed to, to play in his style. They have the offensive prowess, but they have a defense that's coming along but they absolutely need to shore up that line to protect that. Otherwise, Burrow will be out of commission again. Right. They yeah. got very lucky on that hit that almost took him out of the game. Yeah. And, yeah, I agree. Offensive line absolutely has to be their highest priority uh, this offseason. Let's take a quick break, uh, unless you have any other final thoughts on the, the Super Bowl. No, I think you uh, – I think you nailed that all in the head. Let's get through some news. Yeah. All right. So we'll take a short break, come back for news, and uh, probably probably have to skip the fantasy corner. So sad. Anyway, <laughs> right back with news. And we're back. Let's talk about some news. Yes. All right. <laughs> calling it news, but some of this stuff happened, uh, you know, like – three weeks ago at this point but that's fine it's all new to us <laughs> let's finish up the head coach hirings so remember when all there was all that jim harbaugh to minnesota buzz like a month ago now yes uh well he went back to michigan oh that bastard <laughs> so uh not making his nfl return this year at least and the vikings instead hired the Rams offensive coordinator, Kevin O'Connell, to be their new head coach. Oh, are we about to see a Kirk Cousins stud year? <laughs> I mean, he's been pretty good, even with uh, Zimmer. So uh, very possibly, if he's still in town, there's some contract issues, apparently. Oh, boy. Um, Doug Peterson, after a year off from the NFL has come back and he will coach the Jaguars next year. Congratulations, Peterson. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence uh, rejoices. <laughs> uh, so the Dolphins hired Mike McDaniel, the 49ers OC, no relation to Josh McDaniels. <laughs> I think it's plural anyway. <laughs> so yeah, he's the new Dolphins guy. The Texans hired Lovey Smith to be their new head coach he, he was their defensive coordinator this past season personally i don't know who the hell would want to coach the texans right now but yeah good luck smith yeah i feel like the uh 
Cully, was it his name? But I feel like he did pretty well with the situation with he had. What he had, that's yeah. why I was so surprised they let him go. I'm right. like, what? Right. That's as surprising as the Dolphins letting Brian Flores go. Like, I don't understand. I don't get it. Yeah, well, that's a whole other story. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, Lovey Smith back in a head coaching role. That beard just keeps getting longer and whiter. <laughs> he looks more and more like Santa Claus every year. Oh, Lovey Smith. And the Saints had made a similar move, promoting their defensive coordinator uh, from the past several years, Dennis Allen, to be the new head coach after Sean Congratulations, Payton. Allen. Those are some big shoes to fill. Yeah, after Sean Payton's surprising uh, walking away. Well, it almost seemed convenient with the fact that this is the first year without Breeze. Right. Payton did what he could. Like, I don't know. I mean, yeah, talk about a team that has questions this offseason. Who's going to be their quarterback? What's going to be this team's identity next year, the Saints? So excited to find out. <laughs> so let's see. Skip, skip, skip. Oh, you'll love this. The Broncos hired Dom Capers as a defensive assistant. He's an assistant. I feel like the He's way he coach. Be, I feel like the way he could assist them the most is by leaving. <laughs> Yeah, not coaching the defensive right. side of the football. Yeah, it's totally yeah. fine by me. Um, I'm actually excited that uh, we, uh, as the Green Bay Packers, we picked up Rick Basaccia as a special teams coordinator. Again, yeah. the fact special teams was absolute trash. <laughs> yeah, I love um, this move. Yeah, Basaccia was great. This is huge. I love the coaching staff. Yeah, he was, uh, of course, the Raiders' interim coach after John Gruden's resignation last season and he did pretty well and seems like a good guy and, and a really good addition to the coaching staff yeah and uh yeah sticking in the Packers corner they are quote all in on Aaron Rodgers willing to extend his contract and make him the highest paid quarterback in the league so the, I guess the ball's sort of in his court um he had a really weird Instagram post I think just last night as we're recording this um thanking everybody <laughs> i don't know it, it almost sounded like a prelude to a retirement but who knows who knows what's going to happen there talk about off-season questions right that was that's kind of what i was going <clears throat> yep oh the nfl is going to play a game in germany next season expanding their overseas get your bear stuff already <laughs> and yeah you sent me this one on instagram uh, i think we both had a good laugh about it Carson, oh not, to, not to laugh at someone's misfortune, but Carson Wentz's future with the Colts is, quote, bleak. Well, him. that's what happens when you suck. You have one of <laughs> you had one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. You had an amazing running back in Jonathan Taylor. You had a defense that was upper middle of the pack, making plays when it counted. You had questionable receivers, but you still had a pretty good, solid team around you, and you couldn't get it done. Yeah, he was mostly terrible. And they he's owed a lot of money on his contract after the, the trade from Philly. He was still on a monster deal. And uh, it seems likely that the team is going to try to either trade him or release him before March right. 19th. Hear me out. Are you ready yeah. for the worst decision that's ever going to be made? Yes. Rodgers goes to Denver. Carson Wentz comes to Green Bay. Don't even say it. No. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather see what Jordan Love can do. I honestly, if that happened, I probably wouldn't watch any football next year. 
<laughs> I would boycott the NFL and do less work for the podcast than I normally do. Is that even possible? <laughs> yeah. No. Well, we'll figure that out. Anyway, yeah, that would be a very bad scenario for Green Bay. Please don't do that. Um, but Maybe yeah, I guess 49ers. I guess March 19th is when his no, he's I'd, I'd take Garoppolo over Wentz. I don't know about you. I don't think Garoppolo is going to stay in, in, in San Francisco, though. I don't either. But if he doesn't, it's because they're turning the keys over to Trey Lance, not because they're going for a washed up guy like Wentz. Ooh, washed up. Wow. <laughs> anyway, March 19th is apparently when his, his salary of $15 million becomes guaranteed. So that's the date that they'll probably try to get rid of him <laughs> before one way or another. And then, yeah, like you alluded to, is there some drama in – Arizona between Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. This kind of stuff happens all the time, all the time. And it, it's a funny kind of report that like, whatever, but he deleted all the Cardinals stuff, Cardinals related stuff from his Instagram and other social media. Uh, there were some reports coming out saying that he was upset with how they went out of the playoffs, uh, felt like he was being unfairly blamed and then uh, the team kind of – it's all funny how this they're like indirectly going going back and forth on this because then the team put out something that, that – a Sports Illustrated report that said the team wants to see more leadership from him. Uh, they noted – I don't know who exactly this is coming from, but that he's not as dedicated as others around the league at his position, at, at the quarterback position. And the quote was that he's not a first in, last out kind of guy in the film room. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's kind of funny. A little bit of drama. It's probably just noise. I don't think there's any expectation that they'll, you know, that anything crazy is going to happen, but keeping an eye on it. I got two eyes on it. Locked and loaded. Oh, perfect. Then I'm going to shut my eyes and get some sleep. <laughs> All right, let's I'm going to get... shut my eyes and get a new printer. <laughs> let's just, let's close out the show by talking about the NFL award winners. All right. MVP, starting with the biggest one, Aaron Rodgers for the second year in a row, I think is fourth total. And he joins, hey, Brett Favre, as they're now two of you only five. You found the way, didn't you? <laughs> there are only five players. Like Jeff Goldblum said, life finds a way. And like I will say, Mike finds a way. There are only five players in NFL history who have ever won MVP in back-to-back seasons. And now uh, Brett Favre is one of them. And, and now so is Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I think that says something that two of five players were Green Bay Packers. Just saying. It absolutely says something. Yep. <laughs> now they both Jordan have. Jordan Love, don't screw this up. Yeah, right. Um, offensive player of the year was Cooper Cup, who, as we've of talked course. about many times, <laughs> had a, just a dominant year. Defensive player of the year was TJ Watt, who had 22 and a half sacks. 21 tackles for loss and just 15 games played due to a few injuries. He was really close to the breaking the record. I think the Michael Strahan record of 23. Yep. Um, so close. If he had played a full season. You, you know, just got to get a nice gap in your teeth, Watt, and you'll be good. Yeah, somehow that helps. <laughs> and it was kind of a cool moment at the award show. His brother, uh, J.J. Watt, got to announce the award and present it. That's got to feel so good. Yeah. The fact that Watt is a former defensive player of the year. Right. 
and he got to announce his brother now getting his first <laughs> one. Like that's got to just feel great. That's cool. Yeah. The Bosa's are next. <laughs> I'm calling it. Oh yeah. Um, so rookie of the year and also offensive oh rookie of the year was Jamar Chase. Oh my God. This is my shock face. You guys see it? <laughs> I see it through the, through the void. <laughs> Micah Parsons, Cowboys linebacker took home defensive rookie of the year. Just an awesome season from him as part of that surprisingly rejuvenated Dallas defense. Uh, Gerald Burrow took home comeback player of the year after that ACL tear that ended his 2020 season early. Yeah, took them all the way to the Super Bowl, put them in an opportunity to win. I mean, can't can't do much more than that one unless you're Alex Smith. Right, yeah. Yep. Coach of the year went to Mike Brabel of the Titans, which is makes a lot of sense. They dealt with a crazy amount of injuries this year. Uh, they still won. The, they were still a top seed in the AFC. Won their division, had a great season, despite, you know, Derrick Henry missing most of the year. A.J. Brown, Julio Jones being out for a lot of it. Uh, just impressive stuff. Yeah, Dan good Quinn. Job, coach. Yeah, Dan Quinn. Who you what? laughed at me? I'll always remember this. How you, how much you laughed at me uh, in the off season when I was talking about. I him. think he heard and he went out this year. <laughs> he motivated. And he's him. like, "Fuck that guy." I mean, that is most but people's reaction. I concede. I concede. The Cowboys' defense looked hundred and eighty percent better than last year. Yeah, Dan Quinn failed head coach of the Falcons. Uh, now defensive coordinator in Dallas, and yeah, they turned around really quick, thanks in large part to to Micah Parsons joining the group and Trevon Diggs being incredible. But yeah, Dan Quinn was heading up the unit, and he takes home assistant coach of the year. And then moment of the. <laughs> I'm sorry, continue. And really getting our money's worth for the, the free bleep button download. <laughs> This episode. <laughs> and the moment of the year, the final award was Justin Tucker's record breaking 66 yard game winning field goal against the Lions. Uh, half, about half you know, years. that's the moment that I really felt bad for Detroit. Like, you're, you got to be on the sideline thinking, yeah, okay. Right. Like, what do we and have like, to do to win a game? In slow motion as the music plays in the background, as the ball is like tumbling through the air. And then just everyone's eyes go wide as in the no way. Because you hear about this all the time in practice, right? When there's nobody rushing you, you're like, oh, yeah, they can hit it from 70 yards out. But that's without pressure. Right. This was under pressure. Yeah. Because I think at this point, the Lions were still winless. And the Ravens were in the driver's seat in the AFC North. So it was a big game for them. And, uh, yeah, so there was a lot of. Physical pressure and uh, maybe a bit of mental pressure, too, from that. But Tucker nailed it, and now he holds the record for the longest field goal in NFL history, 66 yards. Do you yard. think he tries for 67 yards next year? I mean, if there's an opportunity for it and he's indoors, I, yeah, probably. But, yeah, just it's incredible it being a game winner, too. Uh, yeah, it was a good moment. I agree. <laughs> Well, that seems like as good a point as any to uh, wrap things up. We'll we'll talk we'll talk about fantasy football again next time. But yeah, we are going to take probably about three or four weeks off from the show. We I think next thing on our agenda, as we turn the page to the twenty twenty two season, will be free agency. Woo, free agency! 
which is one of the big, uh, exciting milestones of the offseason. It's basically free agency, the lead up to the draft, then the draft, and then the real offseason from like May through August. <laughs> but yeah, when absolutely nothing happens. Yeah, right. So, well, we've got a little mini break here. We'll be back in three or, yeah, like I said, three or four weeks or so to hopefully we can get in a preview of free agency and do some predictions, talk about who's on the market. Um, but if not, we'll certainly at least do a recap of the biggest signings of the first couple of days. Absolutely. All that said, Matt, thank you for going through another year of this with me. I know the scheduling has only gotten more difficult for what some reason. <laughs> it's well, you know, it's, it's, I want to say it's mostly your fault, but it's not. No, it, it is. It is. And we all know the reason I, I don't like to blame my kids for stuff, but I do it all the time. And it, they, maybe by next year, they'll be on a more normal sleep routine. <laughs> you have three weeks to get that figured out. Then a short period where it's a little rough and then you'll have like three months. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll get to, that's what I'll focus on in the next three weeks. What are, what are you going to be up to, man? What are you going to do with your time off? I'm going to blow up this printer. <laughs> um, no, I got, uh, I just got a new computer and stuff. So I'm working on together, putting together a new office and maybe work on building out a little bit of the recording area with some soundproofing. Ooh. Um, yeah, kind of making a little home office slash recording for uh, next year. I think it's, uh, I think we got to do, we're gonna do some talking and maybe, you know, a new theme. Um, I kind of want to rebrand. I think we're going to change our logo. I'm going to work on. So yeah, there's some stuff Ooh. for the show. Um, work as always never ends. I don't get to sit at home and do work. I feel uh, like you're taking a jab at someone, but I don't know who, I don't know who either. <laughs> um, okay. but yeah, I don't know. Play it by ear. It's Wisconsin right now and it's icing outside. So, uh, not much today. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that sounds good. And with that, let's, uh, Let's call it a season. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll be back. And this is where we input the sad music of like wandering off in the sunset. <laughs> okay. I'll see what I can find. Bye. Thank you for listening to the 2M Football Podcast with Matt and Mike. Don't forget to follow us on our social media, both Twitter and Instagram. Look for our photo at 2M Football Show. If you like what you heard, please tell your friends, family, and others who may be interested in listening to all of our shenanigans. And remember, we will see you next week on the Gridiron.